0: Your journey of grief can be so lonely because nobody feels it like you do. Every relationship is unique and though others can be sad with you, they won't feel exactly what you do. You have to walk it out and no one else can do it for you. However, the support of family and friends and other grief resources is invaluable. But what resource is best for you and how do you know it will help? Today and next week, we're going to talk about many different kinds of support from your friends to seeking out counseling and which are needed when. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died? but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabinus, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, And take just one step towards healing. Then bring your ugly cry. Get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now. And let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the couch. We're going to start today with our verses. I'm going to have two verses for today. And I just, I kind of want to use these to set up where we're going with this. The first verse is Proverbs 15:4, and it says, "Gentle words bring life and health; a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit." And Proverbs 16:24, "Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body." You know, the weather is getting warmer and spring is making its way to Eastern North Carolina. It's the time when the dandelions begin showing their yellow flowers and you can't decide if you need to get rid of them or just let them be. Monica died in September. So my first five or so months of grief were in the fall and winter and that seemed to fit and make it easier to hibernate and not be out and about with the rest of the world. When that first spring came, I was angry because I had to watch the flowers bloom, the sun come out and people getting excited about outdoor activities. Nothing had changed for me. I was still living winter on the inside, but no one else was. If not for my friends, grief support group, and church, I probably wouldn't have ventured out much at all. This journey of grief can be incredibly isolating because no one gets it, and you feel alone. No one can make things better for you, and it's a journey you have to walk out within yourself. This does not mean, though, that people can't walk alongside of you and help you when you need it most. And that's why I brought those verses in because that kind of support is healing. I'm gonna jump back to a little history here. I grew up in a rural area of Maryland. We had creeks and fields and tobacco farms that just begged for us to climb through them. There were horse farms, rolling hills, and white fences. It was the perfect picture. We had four seasons and snow every winter and my friend across one of those fields had a wonderful hill for us to sled down. And though we were rural, we were no more than 45 minutes from both Annapolis and D.C. Washington, D.C., that is. (laughs) I loved where I grew up, but not how I grew up. Within our family, there was a lot of fighting and a mother who had mental health issues. So there was constant negativity, manipulation, and fear. She was actually the reason I moved away to come here to North Carolina when I was just 22 years old. My dad and I were close, but he died just nine years after I left home. From the time I can remember, though, I was never without incredible friends and their families. I look back and I see how blessed I was that God provided me with this depth of love within my friendships that I lacked within my family. He showed his love through them every day of my life. Jeff, my husband, has his family, who he is incredibly close to, but he has fewer close friends. My situation is the reverse. I have my aunt, who is more like a mom, and I have a good number of friends. So one day, Jeff said that what I had was family, friends who were as close and as important as family. Framily. I loved it, and I think you've heard that along the way, and that's where it came from. I thought he was genius to come up with a term, but apparently it was already a word. Anyway, when Monica died, there were four people that surrounded me with everything I needed to get through. They even agreed and are a part of the six-week It's Grief You're Not Crazy online support program on GriefToGreatDay.com. They are incredible Christian women who were there for me and want to be there for you, too. And what I had in them, (laughs) I had a listener, a nudger, a pusher, and a faith foundation sister. I didn't always want what my friends offered, but in God's wisdom, he knew what I needed and how I needed the help. April, the listener, had the patience of Job. She heard more than anyone else of my endless questions, like how long, why did God allow this, Why did Monica have to suffer like that? Why wasn't she healed with such faith? And on and on and on. I don't know if I have the patience God blessed her with because I got on my own nerves with all the questions. She would ask me a few important questions instead of telling me how I should feel or what I should do. And she always told me that it would get better. Next is Ioko, the nudger. (laughs) She would listen and also ask questions to help me think through what I was saying, but in addition, she provided a gentle nudge in some more action-oriented steps, like walking and paying attention to my health. And then she would share with me other people's stories through their grief and ask if I could help those that she met who were grieving. Third, Trish, the pusher. (laughs) (laughs) And if she's listening, I love you. She was the pull your big girl panties up friend who was as tender hearted as they come. She allowed me to share my crazy thoughts and made me feel more normal when she shared her own experiences. We were supposed to have lunch one day and it was a really rough morning. I think you're familiar with the kind of morning that I'm talking about. You can't stop crying and you can't seem to pull yourself together. I called her to tell her that I wasn't going to make it. After about 10 minutes of listening to me, she said, she said, go take a shower and meet me at Chico's. That was a local Mexican restaurant. I found myself walking up the steps close to cussing her out to take that shower. I remember crying on the way to the restaurant, crying in the restaurant, and yet feeling so much better when leaving the restaurant. Lastly is Ernie. Or Miss Ernestine. She is the Faith Foundation sister. She is the one who quoted scripture and who shared her difficult grief experience but in terms that were less emotional and more faith focused. She spoke about what God was doing and how he was still in control through all of it and while she acknowledged how hard it was and what it may feel like she always pointed me to God and the Bible. To God be the glory. That's one of her favorite things to say And she means it with everything inside of her. In episodes eight and nine, we talked about your identity and learning who you are now versus who you were before. Well, part of your new identity is deciding what kind of help you need and what kind of help you're going to get. Do you need just a nudger or do you need a full on pusher? (laughs) Do you have friends like that? Those that you can reach out to? Look, you can walk this road of grief alone, but let me tell you, it'll be harder and it'll take longer. God made us to be in relationships, to carry each other's burdens, to hold each other's hands through the worst of moments, and to share each other's victories. Please don't think that you'll be a burden or that's going to be too much for a family member or a good friend because they probably just want to know how to help you. And don't let your pride get in the way either. Your first journey works, the work of your journey, is to think about and decide what kind of help you need. You'll know this when you think about who you want in your corner. When you think about that person who's gonna become your healing partner, are they a listener, a nudger? a pusher, a faith foundation sister? It was hard for me to hear what Ernie said sometimes because it felt she wasn't listening to the pain I was experiencing. But what I came to learn later was regardless of the circumstance, God's word is the answer. And let me qualify that with this. When a person first loses a loved one, quoting scripture probably isn't the most comforting thing. Not because the word isn't powerful, but in those moments, it's just more about being present and available. So if you're thinking of who those healing partners are, that's great because the next step in your journey works. Is to reach out to them this week. You can text, email, call, do whatever works for you, but please contact them this week. If it's too uncomfortable for you to reach out to a specific person, maybe they shouldn't be on your list, because if you can't be real with them, it's not going to help you. What if, in this season of life, you can't think of a friend or a family member who you'd want on your team? Well, there are other options, so you don't have to go it alone. There are in-person and online groups you can join. And next week, we're going to talk about in-person grief groups, coaching, counseling, online grief groups, which are needed and when. To have family and friend support, the friendly support piece, this will require you to be honest with people that sometimes it's hard to be honest with. Those closest to us are sometimes the hardest to be real with. However, when I began my grief journey, I was so scared of what I was going through. I did not care about getting real. I didn't care if I cried in public or if people knew I was struggling. Actually, I no longer cared what people thought because what I was dealing with was something that was so much bigger. If this is something that you really can't or don't want to do right now, that's okay. Come to our Facebook community. Yes finally have one. I told y'all it was coming. I'm thrilled that it's up. You know I am challenged with tech, so I think it's right, but come check it out. (laughs) It is called The Grief Group for Christian Women, Finding Purpose After Loss, but all you have to search for is The Grief Group for Christian Women. So go to facebook.com backslash groups backslash The Grief Group for Christian Women All one word and no period at the end. Or just go into Facebook and search out the Grief Group for Christian Women. Y'all, this is going to be a safe place to come because you're going to be among other godly women who understand the pain and confusion of grief. Nobody really understands what another person is going through, but to understand the pain, to understand that sometimes it is hard to get your breath, It is going to feel like that comfortable couch. We're going to lift each other up and help one another walk through the hardest moments. And we're also going to celebrate our victories together and ultimately become family. I cannot wait to see you there. Again, it's Facebook's groups. See, I don't even know how to say this stuff, but it's a group on Facebook (laughs) called The Grief Group for Christian Women. Because that's what it is. It's the grief group for us, for Christian women. I want to recap your journey works. Number one, decide on who you would want to be a part of your healing partners circle. Have you got them in your mind? All right. Number two, reach out to the ones you've decided on and just share what's on your heart. Or give them the link to this podcast and just ask them to listen. Number three come join our facebook group facebook.com backslash groups backslash the grief group for christian women all one word and no period at the end and if you're the first person to join the grief group for christian women facebook group because it's brand new i'll make sure you get a 25 dollars amazon card for your bravery it's going to be brave enough to join a group like that but to be the first one i definitely want to celebrate that since we've talked about bravery today the song of the week is called warrior by hannah carr or Kerr. it's k-e-r-r the link is below for the youtube video um this is a great song because in it it talks about faith is my shield and love is the armor i will keep the hope alive i will find the strength inside it is a worshipful song, especially when you don't feel that. So check that out and sing it. And as always, all those things are in the show notes below or on Grief to Great Days blogs. And again, if you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Once inside, click on media and then the message archive. You don't have to come to Eastern North Carolina to go to church with me. It's online and the link is below and of course keep coming on back to the house keep sitting on the couch and keep taking steps however small towards your healing thank you for being here today for showing up if this podcast has given you hope encouragement or helped you in any way share it with a friend either in a text or on your social platforms also please subscribe rate and leave a written review on itunes it's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there lastly And this is important. You are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website. The link is below. And sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.